0: Welcome to Screen Talk, and Wires Weekly Podcast. I'm Eric Cohn, joined, as always, by Ann Thompson. And Anne, we've got tons of stuff to discuss today involving some doc nominees. We've got AFI Fest around the corner. But first, we have a new movie to talk about because Black Panther premiered in L.A. I got to see it in the morning the next day, but you were there first on the red carpet, so Anne... Take us to the premiere of probably the most anticipated MCU <laughs> in quite some time. It was
1: a very hot ticket. Marcus Jones and I went together, and it was basically set up sort of the way the uh, Star Wars premieres are on Hollywood Boulevard. You know, with the El Capitan on one side and the Chinese, the no, the Dolby. This was you know the Oscar Theater um, on the a other, at Hollywood and Highland. So we were walking up the red carpet of of the Oscars and up those big stairs into this huge, uh, you know, auditorium. Uh, right in front of me was David Diggs, who was very sweet and gave his jacket to his uh, partner. Um, up in f- uh, front of me were uh, D- David Lowry, Brian Johnson, Daniel David Cretton. You know, they were all yeah, the,
0: the Coogler buds. The Coogler we clique, hanging
1: out, and support, you know, on my row is Gina Prince Bythewood, the woman king. So these are uh, whoever is in favor right now at Disney. Uh, we're, we're, you know, a lot of talent uh, all around us, um, and of course those the- are also
0: people. I mean, a lot of them, like I know, for example, David Lowry and Ryan Coogler were in the Sundance labs together before their first features and stuff. Like they they go back away. There's a lot of goodwill for Ryan Coogler. In that com- community Destin, of
1: Dustin, Dustin, yeah, yeah, he's he's. I love him. I've, I mean, I remember talking to him back at uh, Short Term Twelve. You know, he's he's one of the good ones. Uh, look, you know, and and on the you know so on the red carpet. Uh, Looking, you know, we're looking at the big screen, um, Kevin Feige says, uh, it's all Ryan Coogler, and he praised all the, you know, it's the same group of people that worked on the first one and the world building that they did. And he's referring to this version of Atlantis, this Mexican version of atlantis and this new serpent god who flies who's really powerful and everything about that world was unexpected and surprising and beautiful and threatening
0: um, yeah i mean and- it's it's a, one of the great surprises of the movie is it's like Yes, there is this question of how do you deal with the death of your your main character. And we could talk about that, no spoilers. But I also think that's the very first scene in the
1: movie. (laughs) Yeah.
0: It's like, okay, move past. But there are some other things too that are relevant to that. But I was gonna say, you know, thematically, the way that this movie deals with a different kind of colonialist trauma historically, that really surprised. You know, it's like, wow, you found another. Group of people and another history that has experienced that, and you brought it narratively into a story that a lot of people are going to be experiencing. You know, this kind of theme for the first time. That's what I think is great about so you about have his film. This, this
1: sort of high tech Wakanda world, you know, that the Letitia Wright character, the sister, is is involved in, and you have um, a new American uh, tech uh, nerd who who joins her. Another woman, a student, uh, a kind of uh, brilliant. Um, you know, designer. And then you have uh, the extraordinary Angela Bassett, you know, as, as the queen. And you have a lot of different grief and loss in this movie. And it it is, that is really what it is dealing with. So there's a lot of talking and a lot of characters spending time, you know, expressing themselves in a way that you don't always see in a Marvel movie. Yeah. At the same time that you have lots of battles and, and extraordinary visual effects and it's (laughs) just very entertaining and surprising (laughs) and and twisty and. Yeah. I was pretty satisfied.
0: I can turn on my, my sort of appreciation for this, this, scale of filmmaking i mean sometimes it it bores me or i feel like the personality is lost but i felt like ryan coogler overcame some of the problems with action directing in in the first black panther it was much tighter and it moved the story forward and also yes there's a lot of talking but if you compare it to say thor love and thunder which also deals with loss and grief i thought this was much more robust i mean it's like it understands how deeply black panther became a part of the cultural conversation and it like invites the audience into that no so what we have
1: to appreciate is the degree to which ryan kugler had to adapt to and cope with and make art and commerce out of a very difficult situation and he yeah. figured out how to do that. It was probably one of the most challenging puzzles any filmmaker has ever faced. And this is why I'm going to predict, Oscar wise, that the seven nominations that Black Panther, the first one, got, which included Best Picture, and the three wins, which were music, you know, score, Ludwig Goranson, Ruth Carter for costumes, and of course, uh, production design these three will repeat, you know, at least nominations. And I think they'll, they have a Rihanna original song. There's no,
0: yeah, Rihanna's there. in the mix. It's not her greatest, but it'll be, best but it'll be
1: sound. I don't know about sound editing and sound mixing, you know, all of it. Cause they have all these underwater worlds as well. Yeah.
0: The craft. Yeah. I mean, we'll see how avatar turns out. And obviously James Cameron has, has started no, to dip his toes in, in there, but you know? yeah, no, no question about it on the level of craft. And I, I don't know. I mean, I, my audience didn't have, you know, we didn't have the same sort of scale of of, of enthusiasm because he was at the dolby screening room but you could there feel like how it plays
1: at the yeah, we had a new black panther that the same that that thing and, and i suspect that will I'm translate
0: gonna... i was just say i think that'll translate no, the theaters commercially. Are i mean be everyone
1: jumping in their seats yeah. just yeah. jumping in the seats and i think you're going to have repeat business you are going to have huge huge wide swath of global there's no question that it's going to be huge the question it is two hours and 41 minutes so that takes time but the question i have is is maybe kugler gets in to best director this time and maybe it's Wright gets in for best actress and maybe angela bassett gets in for best supporting actor the actors did not vote for black panther last time
0: yeah and i I almost feel like you know, as with all things, it takes time for any body group of people to get used to a certain kind of movie. You know, Netflix had to kind of find its way into Hollywood to be a disruptor. And I think Marvel has to find its way into the prestige awards season in a way where it's like first you get the best picture nomination then people start to understand these things are part of our culture. A lot of people are, are directors on these movies now and can appreciate what it takes to make a good one. And Kugler is really well liked. There is sort of a wild card slot and best director. There is um, I've been looking and, and at he it could and why not he could he
1: could get the Sarah Polley slot is is the uh it's, well, a, why like it's Martin McDonough, Steven Spielberg, yeah. Ruben Ausland, yeah, a- I think could be in there. To- Todd Field, of course, is in there. And so, um, you know, th- but you still have Chazelle and uh, Cameron coming up.
0: Right, right. It's, the, it's starting to be a pretty competitive category, and of course, Kugler, who we we've met, and I believe also we, we sometimes listens Coogler, to this podcast. Ryan, yeah. yeah, very love, very very, he's guy. very well liked guy. Not an Academy
1: respected member. and beloved, I would say. But he and is not an Academy member,
0: and him. yeah, no, of course, he's been through some stuff. But he's not an Academy member, and he's not somebody who likes to sort of campaign. He's he's a very humble person. And so there is this question of, you know, you got to the
1: director's branch. It's up to them. Yeah,
0: I'm sure he's going to say some amazing stuff about this movie. And I can't wait to see that unfurl. He's just a very sincere person. You know, he doesn't put any put on a performance like a lot of people. So I'm looking forward to that. And Angela Bassett, as, as you said before, I mean, man, I presuming this is a supporting actress contender, that's starting to look pretty busy, too. There's going to be some people knocked around. I mean, I would love to see Nina Haas in there, too, but it's well, getting it's pretty like, competitive. It looks
1: like Carrie Mulligan is taking a slot away from some of other deserving people, and I do want to call cate- category fraud on that one.
0: Yeah, that's what happens this time of year. Well, I guess we'll see. And um, once it's out there, people are going to have deeper conversations also about what does this movie mean for the future of a bunch of stuff? Because it certainly yeah, yeah, is moving but, them to you forward.
1: So, I mean, Just the best actress race is open. I mean, Letitia Wright could take, you know, Danielle Deadweiler's slot. She could take, uh, hmm. you know, the slot that's... Um, you know, uh it could it could go any number of ways there too. Um, I think.
0: So we'll see on that front. We'll circle back on no, it because isn't
1: campaigning, for example. So that no, kind of is she won't she won't be. Yeah, another person doesn't liking. like to
0: do that stuff. That's yeah, right. it's always tough. Beyond Black Panther, other stuff happened this week. We got some doc updates, uh Cinema I honors and IDA. So you wrote that up, so why don't you walk us through those right, because so it wasn't just the obvious stuff. <laughs> if
1: you look, if you look, <laughs> if you look back at at last week, you know the big news was that it all all the beauty and the bloodshed uh, got left out of the Critics' Choice Awards, and uh, you know, and and but they did include Descendant, and so did uh, the Doc NYC shortlist. But these two groups both left Descendant out. Now critics like it. It's, it's very deserving of a lot of uh, credit, but it appears to be that the very... Um you know, there's a, there's a quote here from Rick Perez of the IDA, the new executive director there. He said, this year's best feature documentary and best short documentary shortlist reflect a growing awareness that multiple perspectives are necessary to better reflect the worldwide popularity of the form, blah, blah, blah. So he had that list
0: of 25 Words
1: features out. <laughs> is very eclectic. It has lots and lots of names on it that nobody has brought up so far which in
0: theory is cool but i guess it's a, it's a little bit of an issue i mean not, having not seen a lot of these movies it's hard to really assess it and then having seen something all the beauty and the bloodshed which is one of the best movies i've seen this well, year yeah they, like,
1: they included that both groups did all that breathes all the beauty in the bloodshed fire of love Miha, moon age daydream navalny and the territory are in all, and they're keeping repeating. They're, this is what has to happen. These movies, these titles keep repeating. Every once in a while, you get "Writing with Fire," which comes in it's seemingly out of nowhere. But if you went back right. and looked, it, it showed up in a lot of lists.
0: Too. It was sort of floating around, and no one was paying attention to it. And then it took a documentary slot. Yeah, no, I'm yeah. Serious. but I think yep. that
1: the, that Margaret Brown is a white filmmaker, doing a story about the legacy of Africatown near her hometown of Mobile, Alabama. And she's been covering that area. She knows it very well. She uh, embedded herself in the community and did an extraordinary job. But there are those who believe that she shouldn't be telling that story.
0: Maybe that's what's going on there. I did did like seeing some, some of the other stuff sneaking onto this list, like three minutes of lengthening, which has been sort of, you know, underappreciated because it's, I always thought that would have been
1: movie. a better short
0: yeah, maybe. So. I I thought it was it was quite a very three long minute
1: lengthening too long. <laughs> oh,
0: God. God. No, I mean, we have different sense an ordinary movie. Perhaps, don't get
1: me wrong. I was affected by it. Obviously. Yeah, it's
0: a really incredible uh, piece of archival filmmaking. So no, it's just not I, I'm just saying uh, that that one may not be, you know, it may be shortlisted. I don't know, but it, it may not be a serious contender given some of the other stuff we talked about, but it's good to have it on the list. Um, but then some of these others, I just don't know. I mean, I haven't seen wa- waters of pistaca from Portugal or young Plato. I'm not
1: shaking my head before. because I dismiss them. I'm just saying that we, we, you know, so far they haven't shown up anywhere else.
0: Right. Right. Well, maybe this is a, our excuse to, we, to we dig need a bit to check deeper some of these out, in all sure. the free time that we have. We will yeah. we will dig through this list. Well, that's but yes, true of, I agree. About... The
1: doc branch. I mean, they have to see 15 movies that are assigned to them, and and a lot of you know there's a lot of movies submitted. So so we'll see what happens there.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 fascinating to think about how unpredictable some of these things can be. I mean, at some point in time, inevitably we'll have to talk about how Octopus Teacher. You know still sticks in a lot of people's memories as you know what just can an happen outlier.
1: it's just one of those things that nobody but you just did, don't it didn't know. go to festivals it didn't get critics raves you know it's just something that the word of mouth on it spread and spread and spread and everyone wanted to see it and when they did they loved it
0: yeah so, yeah so, exactly know, so who knows and
1: that was an example of the new doc much enlarged, much more global. Right. More people. So that was a global movie. It was not, it was an international film. It wasn't right. American.
0: Right, no, that's a good point. And, and there are a lot of you on the international side. I think we're, we're due for some surprises as well. You and I are trying to get through a bunch of stuff. I think we've seen most, if not all the I series. I saw the Norwegian but... movie
1: this morning called War Sailors. Uh, oh, okay, I haven't seen that two one two and here. a half hours long. It's the most expensive movie they've ever made. And I completely broke down crying several times. It's a yeah, World War II well, that's worth something. Norway point of view. S- m- m- sailors who, who you know, took off on ships thinking they were doing you know merchant seamen work and ended up being caught in the war.
0: Interesting. So, okay. Well, I will try to make. Movie. I already got through the other the other uh, big war movie on the international front, which is, all of course, quiet on the Western Front.
1: You could put those on a, a double lot. feature and see uh, a lot of yeah. blubbering idiots afterwards.
0: It's like a half day of movie going right there, if not more. They're both quite long, too. But, yeah, so that'll keep moving along. A bunch of these contenders are actually coming to AF5 Fest. So why don't we talk a bit about that? Because that's coming up. It starts on Wednesday. Um, I, I won't be well, there, unfortunately. The one I'm looking
1: forward to the most, I'm, I, can't, I cannot tell a lie, is Pinocchio.
0: <laughs> well, sure, Aren't we all?
1: I can't aren't wait. we all?
0: So we're I finally don't fully getting understand. the full
1: length of Pinocchio.
0: Yeah, I still don't fully understand. I suppose it's because it wasn't ready in time. Why that movie launched in London and then you know is slowly getting out there. They a tour on that one yeah.
1: that they that they planned out. I think the, what the response was does, great there. It kind of parcels its movies out, you know, yeah, in Netflix. And, yeah, and they send their own people around um OK, so then we have Fableman's on Sunday, which is it returns uh, the big LA AFI you know Spielberg has been at AFI fest several times with Lincoln and other films and then the new shortened version of Bardo which you and I both you you saw the long one I saw the short one yeah and uh, there was some Somebody was on Twitter, you know, saying what a bad review it had so far. Most of the reviews of Bardo are based on the long version that played in Venice. I
0: think all of them are, as far as they can tell. And and that was a very select group. I mean, remember when I was in Telluride and I quite enjoyed it, I was also hearing from a lot of filmmakers and, and people like that, like... Barry Jenkins liked it, and Kate Blanchett, and it was very clear that there was going to be even on that was a longer version that this movie was going to have a bigger life.
1: Sophisticated cinephiles, who, you know, who understand In-Yur-Yu's, uh taste and his extraordinary acumen, they will understand the movie. Also, it's about an artist, so yeah. A, I spoke know, to um, a journalist. I took...
0: <laughs> yes, that 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 helps as well. And even if he says it's not autobiographical, who are we kidding? So, but uh, I went, so I moderated the New York Academy screening for this movie with a bunch of the cast this past week and, and DiCaprio was there among others and he hung out until the party ended. There was a reception afterwards. And what, what I heard from him was that, you know, his sort of, argument here was who cares what people think about the movie we need people to be making these no you know question. bold visions Especially that's the selling point you.
1: and to go home to mexico and to deal with his identity all of it and i've a lot of people from mexico love it of course you
0: yeah know, it played well in morelia yeah, yeah morelia know, exactly. that, that was the big thing but i will
1: also suggest no. to you that it's going to get a whole new round of reviews so let's right. see how those turn yeah
0: out. You curious know, about honestly. that, of course, but, but I mean, both Spielberg and Nino Ritu are Hollywood guys. And so they get their kind of homecoming, I suppose, in a way in that, in that respect. So I'll be curious to see what that's like. So
1: Bill Nye is finally coming up for air. He had been working. And so he'll be here, um, for, uh, for, well, am I, am I. You keep thinking it's the science guy that I'm talking about. It's not about. Bill
0: Nye. It's Bill Nye. <laughs> Bill Nye. Bill the science Nye. guy is not in contention. So not he's yet. coming,
1: and he's going to be. Uh, they're going to show *Living* as well. So that's good. That's going to get a bump.
0: Another one re-entering the conversation, and, Homanis, and then the
1: director and Ishiguru, the adapting screenwriter, adapting. And you
0: got uh, um, you got *She Said*, uh, which yeah. *She Said* was at New York Film Festival as well. So it needs uh, a bump. It's got. So that really definitely needs a bump. That yeah. Yeah, what I'm curious where where you see that movie because I think when we first talked about it, I had just seen it and you hadn't yes, seen I it. Yes, I happened
1: yet. to listen to that again and I remembered. So I remember what you said very very much. Uh, I agree with you. It's too quiet. There's something really solid about it. I I really like it. I'm just talking about Oscars now. I mean, yeah, it's a well, it's a
0: well directed movie.
1: It needs to do very well at the box office, basically. It, Which that's what has to happen it's an interesting
0: proposition for that it's a
1: really good script it's a really good directing job by maria schrader it's a it's a the actors are extraordinary but to maria schrader's credit she's telling a story in a respectful serious way and she's not going for big drama
0: no no it's a very accurate depiction of the reporting process yeah i was i was impressed by that but but you're totally right it's like if you're not Super excited by what it takes to gather sources and get them to talk on the record and stuff like that. Which of course we live well, that. How, how much you know? fun
1: it is to go up against Harvey Weinstein. Yeah,
0: well, there's know. that too.
1: I, I was the. you <laughs> live that. Us, believe me, uh, I got. Although I do wonder experience. with this
0: this grotesque L.A. trial that he's on right now, if that ends up somehow playing like a role in the life around. This. Honestly. Well, people are kind of. T- I mean, maybe it's just like it's exhausting all these different trials of these bad men. And this one already happened once, but I don't know. I mean, I guess we'll see. Maybe maybe it somehow keeps building. In any case, that is a good question of, of how it plays at AFI.
1: And with Women that Talking is coming, and it's coming along. It's coming along nicely. I I feel good about that film. I think it's going to have legs.
0: I can't yeah. wait to see it again. I mean, talk about a It's, a, it's certainly a quiet movie in terms of it is... Really dialogue but driven. They are talking
1: so the whole
0: time. <laughs> they are talking the whole time, but and it's, it's but it's a performance subject. show. It is, but it's a performance showcase, and it's it's got levity to it. It's not purely like just you're not just living through a, a this bleak scenario moment to moment. They they crack jokes sometimes and stuff. They let you live in that world with them, and uh, and the range of performances is is really fun. You know, like we're gonna sit with. Uh, this performance for a while, and Claire Foy is going to get a monologue, and then uh,
1: they're all good. You know, they're yeah. all good.
0: You just cycle through it, and that's that itself is very satisfying. I have a know? hunch
1: that it's Jesse Buckley that will break through. She's playing the most unhappy character, the one that's that sort of stands out the most after Rooney Mara. I would suggest who's the most articulate character. And, and
0: of course, it's also a question of campaigning. I mean, as you say, Rooney Mara is not going to campaign, but. Jesse Buckley was recently nominated and and knows the score.
1: And they really do like her. So I think I think that could happen. And then um what what else? You've got oh Saint Omer, um on the right Black Panther. I saw one of the actresses from Saint Omer. Oh great.
0: That's a nice world colliding. Saint Omer.
1: <laughs> and she I like, bet
0: yes. Coogler likes that movie. It seems like the sort of thing he would get hyped up on. I mean, Alice Diop's first feature. She's made docs before. It's a really perceptive piece of cinema and I a cool she's choice a for France.
1: filmmaker. There's a whole courtroom scene, which is obviously the height. Uh, the most important part of the movie. And this extraordinarily charismatic woman who's on trial is, is, is you know, they frame her, Alice Opp frames her against this extraordinary wood and the color of her skin and the color of her brown dress or her shirt. They're always brown. You know, it's just gorgeous. And and she does a, a beautiful job. And the movie brought me to complete tears uh, at its conclusion. There's an extraordinary yeah. summation there that... Really works.
0: It's a cool, like, slow build in a way, too, where it's like you have to kind of be in the world with this woman watching this trial about matricide of all things talk about a bleak scenario happen and how she's working through this as a writer who's also pregnant herself. And the lead, yeah, the lead character, yeah, yeah.
1: through her eyes. She's a professor and she's married, and she has, uh, we figure out that she, she has some, there's some parallels with this woman.
0: Yeah, in a very subtle way. You know, Claire Denis is a big fan of this filmmaker. In fact, at New York sense. Film Festival, she did Alice D. Up did a conversation and Claire Denis, like in the QA, like stood up and was like, I just wanna say like Alice D. Up makes me feel alive and so, so, you know, it makes sense that France the first year in which they've changed their selection process, they would go with this young kind of rising star of French cinema.
1: I loved this movie and I'm with you. You have to hang with it. It's 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 a little flat in in places. The the actors aren't there's that incredible summation at the end but the actors are not hugely expressive and so you're you're having to sort of hang in there it's um,
0: very understated yeah
1: yeah and then you get you you know but it's about something and it 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 is it is passionate and you 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 realize that that there's a lot of emotion underneath so
0: i will say there's another mo- french film that i thought can that was never on, it wasn't even on the shortlist for their submissions, but it is at AFI Fest, which is Lea Misia's uh, Five Devils. Really cool movie. I don't know, I don't remember if you saw that one at Cannes.
1: Would you have, I mean, let's be honest about this This Saint-Omer. I doubt a it will be um, um, accessible to most of the Academy members, even if it is very moving at the end. I think it will be admired. More than it is loved.
0: So I, I keep hearing story. that, but I, then, then I, I hear that. For me, I keep hearing that, but I haven't yet talked to somebody who didn't like the movie. So I'm Don't sort of curious like the to movie? see I just, if they like I've, it. Then what is you know who who is this this have person to more imagining? You, you know, you really yeah, you're competing
1: with a lot of big big titles.
0: I um, can certainly see it shortlisted. I mean, I, that's what I was saying. Something like Five Devils is like another film that's like really it's it's ambitious, but it's, it's playing with genre. It's almost like a horror movie in a way. Um, so it's like, I could see somebody watching that and being like, Oh, that's a fun movie, but it wouldn't, wouldn't get nominated. Something like St. Omer's. the filmmaking ambition is what people talk about. So maybe that's, maybe that's actually an asset rather than a detriment in a way It's just how, you know, singular it is. And it just keeps people talking. I mean, look at the other films that we have and a couple of these are, are playing at at, um, AFI Fest, uh, beyond Bardo, you got Close, which is the heart pulling on the heartstrings. Close. movie. Close, close, <laughs> close, close, whatever. I see S's and Z's the same way. You got edited
1: out last week. <laughs> no,
0: I'll leave that in. Because that's just who yeah, I seniors am. Yeah,
1: Senior is They have like 12 docs. They have like 12 world cinema titles. They're always very good on those. Those are often the best things to Senior,
0: see. Senior, that's another emotional one. Senior, and, and I, I just watched as mix. well. Yeah. Yep. The, the, the,
1: there's very the impactful. Andy Timoner movie about the death of her father. And this one Last is Home, about the death of, of Robert Downey Jr.'s father.
0: Yeah, no, both both good movies. But Senior is really satisfying in certain ways. And also, I have to assume, Given that it is Robert Downey Jr.'s story, that AFI Fest will be a really good crowd for that yeah, in a way. I so, mean, yeah. So, so there's that. And then back on the international side, we've also got some other films like Joyland from Pakistan. I still have and, to see and, that. And EO, which is uh, the post-emission. Talked about
1: that last week. <laughs> yeah,
0: so so it's a it's a pretty good range of stuff that could get a bump from from this year's festival, and and I'm I'm really curious to see how how it plays out. And then, did you ever see Eternal Daughter, uh, Joanna, really Hogg's good, the movie? Joanna Hogg. Joanna
1: with. Uh, yeah, the
0: yeah, I'm together. I'm glad that one's in the mix. I mean, I mean it's I'll not a. With it, yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not you know going to be an awards title per se, no, but I, I mean I because I
1: liked the second one better than the first, so no, there it's not related souvenir. to the other ones. I know. No, I know.
0: well, uh, I don't want to spoil I like anything. I her films better
1: <laughs> than others, and I hear this is one of the good ones.
0: If I am not going to spoil Black Panther Wakanda Forever, I'm definitely not going to spoil Eternal Daughter. But there are some surprises in this movie, and it's not just about who Tilda Swinton is playing. But it's a cool movie, and, and what I what I appreciate about it is Joanne Hogg is as a result of the souvenir movies building a fan base in the U.S. And this, I think, will will continue it well enough. No yeah. So that all good all good so stuff. We didn't do
1: the Gotham. What about the Gotham? Oh my
0: gosh. How could we skip the Gothams? Let's so talk Eric about it. Eric and
1: them. I always have the same argument, which is that the Gotham, <laughs> he likes to think that the Gothams have huge influence on
0: the Oh, uh, I don't know if I've ever used the word huge. And I, and I always assure the tape, him but...
1: that they don't.
0: I but... think they can have an impact. They get they get media people talking. They get certain talent out there. There's talent in the room. It's in a de facto award season event. And there's Academy members at the Gotham's talking to people and watching speeches and so forth. I mean, how is that any different from any other kinds of awards? No, look,
1: if you, if you're, if you're rooting for the, uh, after Sun you know to somehow break through and Paul Mescal gets gets nominated that's that's a good thing um you know you can you can see if if that you know people can put it in the ads if it you know if they want to cause it doesn't hurt, some it doesn't, attention
0: yeah but it also doesn't a real hurt long
1: shot at this point but
0: it doesn't hurt tar obviously it's not like yeah, without the god have
1: to worry yeah, about it
0: tar. is but I mean I'm saying it it enhances certain certain aspects of that campaign and everything everywhere all at once as well. Those two may have you know, been sort of obvious they're entries. Gonna, but it, they're going to be know. in
1: the Oscar race in some form. I still think the actors are going to be the biggest group that supports everything everywhere all at once. Um, and I hope they do. I, I assume they will.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it's, well, I, it's
1: a scruffy production. You know, I, yeah. I want them, I want everybody to love everywhere, everywhere all at once. I love the movie myself, but it, it isn't an easy sell to the crafts.
0: I think, yeah, I think crafts. And, and I'm curious in, to know what actors think of it. I haven't talked to a lot of actors about it, but certainly filmmakers, the director's branch, is into this movie. I've heard a lot of positivity around it because it's ambitious. It's different. It's that, that DiCaprio line about Bardo. So your, was like, your
1: comparison would be to some, some we talked about this, about um, uh, Ben Zeitlin, you know, from Beasts of the yeah, Southern Wild. Yeah, it is
0: like uh, that, but it's, but it's, you know, also more fun than Beasts of the Southern Wild. So it's got that and it's got, Michelle Yeoh. I mean it's Michelle got Michelle
1: Yeoh is where we're heading. It could right. be just well, her. Thing. It could
0: be. Could be. It doesn't have to be.
1: <laughs> no, it doesn't. I'm 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 not advocating. I'm suggesting that the yeah. academy is ever thus. You know, there was a stat um the other day that was, you know, reminding us, you know, it's like still hugely male and white, you know. It's it's really dramatically so
0: yeah hopefully we don't see that reflect more it's like eighty eight percent white and
1: sixty one I'm not I don't have it exact sixty six percent male something like that. It's gotten well, better. It used to be more like you know eighty something
0: well, and the industry has gotten moderately better at offering up a more diverse of movies but there was a big story
1: right? last week about how it's pulling back
0: and yeah well there's about ending. me too yeah yeah they impacted me too. but i guess the, the real question is from an oscar standpoint is is you know are there any categories that we wind up stuck with where you know it's just uh you know oscar's so white they're part still pretty conscious about that I yeah
1: suggest.
0: so hopefully that doesn't happen you
1: know let's so, see so if just... jeremy pope squeaks in or danielle yeah Weiler, well, that'd be nice you know.
0: yeah see how if the inspection continues to get more uh solid feedback because he is very good in that movie that would be nice so next week afi so afi starts on wednesday uh so when the next time we do the episode we'll have some some results to talk through and then beyond that it's kind of like biding our time until we get a chance to see avatar or so. uh,
1: I think what we might see ah, Babylon. Is Babylon. Yeah. Yeah. Mid November Babylon. People keep checking with each yeah. other. Yeah.
0: I keep I hearing a
1: Babylon date.
0: I know. I know. It, I mean, that's the thing, and it, it slipped my mind because it's been just sort of in the ether. I'm waiting for this movie to prove that it exists beyond a trailer. But I guess uh, I guess we'll see. So enjoy the uh, beginning of the festival, Anne, and I'm looking forward to our next round.